here we are. It's been another action-packed last week of Marvel news. Coming right to you a few days after the D23 Expo. So much to get into. So much to say. Welcome back to the Marvel Mingle Podcast. My Welcome name is Will. And as always, we are going to discuss all things going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm joined here by Nick once again, who made his Mingle debut last Week. Well, I, I guess it's about two weeks ago yes, at this point. The last episode. We're going to try to do consistent uploads as much as we can. We're still trying to figure out the setup here. Uh, it's, it's a lot different doing it in this apartment-style living room setting than my my home, basement, room, studio. You know, Be gentle with It's us. a multi-purpose. We're gentle little. Yeah, we're, 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 we're figuring it out. Uh, we're doing it. Hopefully week by week we're trying to stick with it, but this week we have a lot to get into. So much. Action-packed show for you guys. As you might um, have seen, we have a few trailers, we have a few official Cast announcements. announcements. Um, no real official new uh, project announcements besides the fact that Werewolf by Night was officially brought forward and announced. I feel like this is the first time a Marvel project has seen such a I guess small window between announcement and release that to me is strange that they they waited so long to confirm I mean everybody knew that it was happening it's been rumored for um I don't know a year now or something like that most people could be forgiven for thinking that that was a confirmed thing that they were doing yeah well we got closer, and I was like, "Are they, is this going to be a next year thing? Because I know it ain't releasing during Christmas time. I know they can't just delay it to like, May, a Halloween special. I, what they're doing with it reminds me of, you know those little like dinky Star Wars Lego like specials they yes. do for like summer and Christmas and yes. Halloween and all that stuff? It reminds me a lot of that. I, I'm, I'm interested to see the length. Of it, I don't think it's going to be anything more than like forty-five minutes. I mean, okay. I doubt it would be. Yes. So this is interesting. Marvel's first special. It's uh, presented in a very unique way we've never seen. Before. I love the black and white look. I oh, love yeah. the aesthetic of it so far. It looks super, you know, like old vintage. Like even the the ad for Halloween it reminds special. me of like. A Universal Monsters picture, yeah, you know, yeah, like, like an old time thirties, you know, Dracula, something like that. It, it, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big theme park guy. It actually reminds me of like the advertising for like the Halloween Horror Nights okay. at Universal. Just like it's meant to be campy, it's meant to be cheesy. Like, I I love that old school horror aesthetic. I think that's so neat. I don't know. It just it's, it's a fun. Cool concept. It should be fun. It's nothing like it's 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 not something to be, you know dissected into several different you know frame by frame obviously it's going to be very standalone i mean we have new rock stars to do yeah. that but but yeah obviously a very standalone thing i don't know that anything would come out of this but it very well could everything makes its way back around to some pocket of the mcu but uh i think it is really cool that we get a glimpse of man thing in the trailer yes. looking very creepy I don't know if they're going to go for all practical effects on him or, you know, nothing's fully practical anymore yeah. with Marvel Studios. I don't know that it ever was, but... He, um... 
just his look very much reminds me of what they tried to do with the Swamp Thing show yeah, well, for yeah, DC. Exactly. I mean, they, I mean, they're copied. They're they're basically copied characters of each other. I don't know but, what came first. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I'm going with DC because you know that's typically how it's stand. been. Yeah, yeah. We have the DC Comics stand that knows plenty of about Marvel and all things. Comic you, you admit that you enjoy it, so. Oh, I, 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 I love you. Marvel. I let you in the door. I love Marvel. You know, you I guys know. know. I, I, I wouldn't just, be here I talking like, to you. I just like to, I just like to give you, a little grief. give you a hard time. But I do, I do think that it's going to be interesting. The fact that it's releasing October seventh, I thought this was going to be like right before Halloween kind of thing. But no, we get to spend all October Thank with you. Werewolf by Night. So uh, that's exciting. We have, um, but it will be bladeless. The Blade yes, so out. that was actually uh, brought up um, in, on the Weekly Planet podcast with some kind of a uh, some sort of a rumored scoop that uh, Blade was supposed to make a cameo, but it was cut for scheduling either timing or scheduling conflicts or something like that. Um, probably with Mahershala Ali. Obviously, you know we got he got his voice cameo mm-hmm. in uh, Eternals credit scene with Dane Whitman, Black Knight. Um, so that's cool. But we also uh, a cool thing about it to me is that uh, Michael Giacchino, uh, very well-known composer uh, of projects, not, I mean, a wider if we're, if we're look, I mean, I mean, outside of the MCU, yeah. although he's done various MCU work, he's done all of the Spider-Man, he's done Spider-Man trilogy, I'm trying to think of other Marvel projects that he's worked on. I know, I, I actually think he did Love and Thunder, hmm. but... Can't remember, but um, mid soundtrack. Really, I mean, except like, for really the Guns and Roses. Yeah, I mean, I like the Ragnarok sound better with the Mark Mothers bow. But um, yeah, yeah G. Kino's directing this time around, which is very interesting. I just punched the mic. Um, that's something we have never. I don't. I don't know about his directing. Uh, history, but that's really I, cool to see a composer just hopping on and like, yeah, I'll take this. They're doing a lot of experimental things with this, which I think this is the right space for experimentation, yeah. like specials, things that aren't connected to the entire narrative that they're building. Right. I think this is the exact right space for experimentation, and I'm all for it. Like, I'm really excited to see what they do with, with Werewolf by Night. I think that it is 100% going to be a fresh little fun thing, like it's easy to stress over as like a Marvel fan. Are they gonna mess this up? Are they gonna do something? You know, like we all have expectations going in to most Marvel projects because they're all usually tied to characters we know. Uh, but this is new. This yeah. is fresh. This is just something to kind of sit back and wait to let it hit you. Uh, but we got, we got now. I do have one more question before we move on from Werewolf by Night. Oh no, I was I was just gonna talk oh, about the you cast. Got more, a little bit. you got more? Okay. Well, yeah. So I was Go just gonna it. say, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal. I hope I said that right. Is playing Jack Russell, aka the Werewolf by Night, and then we have Laura Donnelly uh, playing Elsa Bloodstone. So mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. Uh, but what 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 was your question about the Werewolf? So by Night? my question is, if if this is successful, if this is well received. Do you see Marvel doing more specials like this? I mean, I'm not obviously not tied to maybe like holidays or anything, right? But Guardians you know, just, holiday special, right? 
but do do you see this becoming a more like reoccurring thing for like to draw subscribers to Disney Plus for short amounts of time? Well, um, or is this going to be something that they relegate to like two, maybe three things that they do through the rest of Phase Five and Six? Well, I feel like a Lego uh, special comes out every holiday. Obviously, that's different. But Disney Plus does a lot of specials with different IPs and different properties, like. They've done all kinds of like Disney Channel holiday specials. And Simpsons stuff like that. get a whole bunch yeah, of specials. Yeah, oh, Simpsons get a ton of specials yeah. now. Um, you know, uh, but I do think that Marvel Studios will probably continue rolling out with a few specials every now and then. Um, I I forgot that a Christmas special was coming up in the Guardians, <laughs> but I'm excited for that. That's going to be another one of those like I think things that are not touched on much until about a month. Or less before. Hey, as they can't be as bad as the Star Wars holiday specials. At well, least, I think so. I, 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 when they announce the Guardians holiday special, I feel like that's what they're they're kind of riffing on. Yeah, it. they're they're gonna have fun with it. I it's, hope they have a life day or something like guard, that. It's a Guardians like oh, Christmas special. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm excited for that. That's it, gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be funny. They can do some really wacky zany shenanigans with yeah. the characters, and that that'll. I'm excited for these specials. I think it's a cool little. A fun it's little thing treat. for the fans, yeah. Low, low risk, a low stakes, wrapped just Christmas fun. present. Or, or candy is. for Halloween. Thank you, James Gunn, for putting that under the tree this holiday season. He's the real Santa Claus. He is. Don't let your I parents tell you any different, kids. Correct. I think it's fair to say we can move on to our next D23. A uh, little piece of info, a little news piece. Um, we're just going to go project by project, I think. Okay. And Something else that was touched upon, um, of course, we have Ironheart, which um, they brought out um, Dominique Thorne. They brought out uh, Anthony Ramos, um, who will be playing the Hood. The Hood. And that's pretty exciting. Um, and they teased, uh, also announcing that Ryan Coogler would be executive producing. But they did tease that this would be the, one of the first showcases in the MCU of kind of tech First and magic, magic clashing. So I'm really excited to see that. I, I I think I right now in the in the news stage, I'm most interested in the character of the Hood. I think he's got a lot of um, basis in Marvel Comics for a lot of like upcoming projects. Oh, yeah. Like I was telling you before the show a little bit. So the Hood is a big part of Devil's Reign. Which could be yeah. the direction they're going with Daredevil season four. Nick was doing season some research with... before this. Um, I could see him being integrated. I mean, obviously his powers come from Dormammu, so easy Doctor Strange connection there. Oh yeah. Um, they could bring in the Cabal during Secret Invasion because Scrolls try to infiltrate their little Cabal of villains. Um, but yeah, further than that, I think those are like the three most likely directions they're going to take that character, and I think that this is a, a really interesting place to kind of introduce him into the MCU. But Absolutely. I'm excited to see, you know, the tech and magic battle and see how Ironheart maybe, you know, learns from, I mean, you'd have to think that she'd have to find some way to counter mystical things, so yeah, that's I'm even more cameo it. opportunity, I guess. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't even know, like, I could see this being a very self-contained show. I mean, obviously, uh, Reader Williams is going to have already 
cemented herself in the MCU. This is post Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Yeah. So we're going to be familiar with the character, and I think obviously after that movie, it's going to bring a lot more hype to the table regarding the show. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I could see a I could see a post credit scene of Wakanda Forever easily being the the lead into Ironheart, or you know, even a little teaser, a little trailer like they did with. With they uh, they stuck the multiverse of madness trailer yeah in no way home uh, post credit but um, I, I'm excited for Ironheart I we knew about the hood but it, it's it's gonna be interesting to see a gunslinging sorcerer. magic weird yeah. yeah I I he's he's got such a cool aesthetic too like yeah I, he I looks love cool this aesthetic um I don't know I'm excited for Ironheart overall I love me some armor I love me. You know, it seems like they're gonna do a real. They're gonna take Riri in a really, really cool direction. So, yeah. I, I, I'm excited to see it. Not Is there any much. other big news out of Ironheart from D23? Anything the folks need to know about? There's not too much really at this point. It was just one of the the continued kind of rolled out progressive announcements. Um, you know, not not too much. For I, I know a lot of footage was shown for each. Project. I don't. I can't recall if any Ironheart footage was showed. I don't think. I. I don't know if it was. But um, clearly nothing huge, because um, we didn't hear very much about it. But um, I think it's fair to say that we can move on to the next D twenty three tidbit. So bring us along, Will. Choo choo so, the train conductor. So speaking. So something that was left out of San Diego Comic Con. Um, the only project I believe that was not touched upon at all um, at San Diego Comic Con that was talked about at D23 was Echo. Or not Echo. Sorry. Messed that up. It was Armor Wars. Hmm. With Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle came out uh, kind of representing that show. It was confirmed to take place after Secret Invasion. Okay. Um, which we'll get to Secret He's Invasion. He's popping up soon. all over the place again. Yeah, Don Cheadle. So, I guess confirmed Don Cheadle gets through Secret Invasion. Um, that's good. Uh, but he came out and basically said that they would start filming next year. Um, and, and that I, I guess it's just kind of a lead off after, after Secret Invasion. And we really don't know many plot details about it. Remind me, Ironheart comes before Secret Invasion? I think Secret Invasion comes first. I mean, I I mean, uh, before Armor Wars. It should, yes. Ironheart okay. should come before because so, they're already filming. They're going to uh, film yeah. until next year. Obviously, Ironheart is going to lead into Armor Wars with some sort yeah, of events I mean, happening. I feel like Riri Williams has a very good chance of being <laughs> in Armor Wars, especially if Rhodey. I mean, maybe Rhodey comes in as another mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see, you know, he, he knew Tony personally. He could, I mean, he's been more machine for. Yeah, he's. 20 years now. He's so another. Like, he, he's already. A, I mean. He's a legacy character. Yeah. We talked about how Ruffalo was a legacy character, and that's Don Cheadle. I, that goes I love double for Don Cheadle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I and both of them were recasts. That's yeah. kind of funny, but they've cemented themselves as the characters. There me. was um oh one one thing that I found funny uh, that I saw as a possible explanation. Well, oh, it was a scroll explanation for um 
Oh, who played Rhodey in Iron Man 1? Oh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Um, from Terrence Howard being recast, that's going to be a scroll explanation, is, is the rumor for Secret Wars, which I think would be hilarious and very meta and something that I would enjoy to see a lot. Okay, much. do it for Bruce Banner. Well, that's where I was going next was the Ruffle Scroll. They Ruffle, Ruffle, Ruffle. Scruffalo? Um, Scruffalo. While funny to think about, I would actually hate for that to happen. Really? I would not like for that to happen. Because you don't then like you get a bunch of confusion and Tony, Tony's dead ass wouldn't be there to be able to vouch for it. And, mm. and then you'd have to explain, was Tony not shocked when... Um, Two completely different looking humans were the same person in his life. No, I'm, no. We don't need to overcomplicate. Yeah, things. I suppose. That's just my. That's just my take. You don't want that's to see Scruffalo my... and Scrody? No, I think they are immune. Actually, uh, I bet you somebody's gonna Don Cheadle scroll at one point during Secret Invasion. Yeah, but it seems like he's gonna make it out just fine. So. Got any more lingering questions with with Armor Wars? We don't have too much nothing, going on there. Nothing too big. I mean, I, like I said, I love me some armored characters. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see them again. I, I love seeing how the tech evolves. That's one of my favorite things about the Iron Man characters, just seeing or Iron Man adjacent characters, too, is seeing the tech evolve, and I, I really like that. Continues to evolve. I don't know how much more evolved it could get. Oh, I see. They're already at bleeding edge, basically. So. Yeah, right. So I mentioned Echo. I almost started talking about Echo. Um, but Echo is an, the next project that was kind of brought along uh, further. San Diego, or I'm sorry, D23 was shown footage. And it had none other than Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. The Kingpin! Wilson Fisk, who did show up um, on stage. And recovered from a bullet to the face rather well. Yes, so the biggest takeaway from this footage, um, so the description was basically that, you know, Maya Lopez was coming back to her hometown and was dealing with the repercussions of her actions in New York City from Hawkeye. Um, but the biggest takeaway was the return of Kingpin, and he is bandaged in one, I'm pretty sure he's in one eye, uh, is what I'm hearing. And in the comics, that's a big. Uh, you know, that's a big part of the storyline. Obviously, um, we didn't know if it, if Lopez was going to shoot mm-hmm. Kingpin and Hawkeye, but that happens, and we're like, that's straight out of the comics. For um, sure. So the bandage Kingpin returns. Obviously, it's not going to do very much to him, but um, that's okay. I don't really need Kingpin to have a scar on his face no. for the rest of the... I think we'll be fine, considering his... Um... I mean, it does get a little frustrating to see people survive what should be fatal wounds yeah, consistently. But it, yeah, given the fist that we've seen before bloodied up by uh, Murdoch, I think that... I mean, you know, we saw the more... I don't know how to say it... In Hawkeye, it was he a was a little more bit like, more metahuman like in his strength. Too. He's like a weeble wobble. You hit him so many times and you don't fall down. Like he got, he gets absolutely decked by a car, and he, he just, just gets right back up and is like, 
I have the kingpin still. All that for a drop of blood, <laughs> basically. But uh, oh, kingpin versus Thanos—that would have wow. been fun to see. That would be quite the battle. But, yeah, but um, I I'm excited to see Kingpin return. It's going to be kind of a uh, uh, obviously Charlie Cox is confirmed for Echo as well, so that's going to be the fast track to Born Again. Which, if you don't have anything to say about Echo. I mean, I'm excited to see Vincent D'Onofrio, as always. Yeah. I think the, the Echo character had a really cool foundation in Hawkeye, and, I mean, we've known for a while that the storyline was going to be she goes home and reconnects with her roots, mm-hmm. and I, I'm really curious what they'll do with that, how they explore what her roots end up doing to her character and how that culture forms her experience. Um, I think that'll be a really interesting part of the story, and, I mean... We don't know too much, but I am I'm 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 I liked that character. I'm excited to see Echo going forward and anything with Daredevil and Kingpin, and it is gonna get me excited right off the bat. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I need to get myself more in the mindset that yes, this is Maya Lopez's show. Yeah, they're gonna have cameo roles. Yeah, but well, I think Kingpin's gonna be Kingpin may be a main antagonist. He could yeah, but I need to have like three shows with him as a main antagonist and that well yeah we'll see what happens i don't i obviously whatever happens in in echo has to give some sort of fast track to born again yeah but um i i trust that they'll do it all in a very i mean clearly they have a plan for for my lopez for murdoch and for kingpin going forward the next few years I, I'm definitely starting to see more of the overarching plan going forward mm-hmm. from Love and Thunder. I'm definitely <laughs> Back starting to Love and Thunder. Uh, my my rage is unbridled at that movie, yeah. but it I I'm definitely starting to see the lack of structure that I was complaining about through most of Phase Four. You're starting to see more of a presence of structures. What you're saying? Yes, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see some Phase One and Two level set up and pay off that could possibly happen it's still all theoretical but it could possibly happen there you have it that's I, it I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it um, but I I think it is fair that the, that the next thing we discuss would be born again because Cox stayed on or I'm sorry uh, D'Onofrio stayed on stage and um, we hear Charlie Cox's voice coming from off stage you know he said something along the lines of, what about my show? Or, can, why, why don't we talk about my show? And then he joined Inafrio. The two were back a on triumphant stage reunion, officially, you know, presenting Born Again um, and discussing it. It got a little bit of a new logo. It had the DD symbol in the background. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I still think they should go back to the Daredevil um, font from the, the, you know, the textile from... Not only the original comics, but... The Frank Miller comics. But the... Uh, the interlocking Ds. Netflix show. Netflix the double show. Ds, I, if I you have to. that's the best. I know that they're trying to be the... The least copycat that a copycat show can be. Um, so, I don't know that they, they'll bring back, like... I bet you they'll do some, you know... I don't even know how to say it. So... I bet, I bet they'll do a theme song that's just like 
a reverbed version a reverbed of the version of Daredevil that's like clearly not as good as John Pizzano's theme and they're gonna do the logo like they're gonna change it. I looked at the logo I was like okay yeah, they're gonna change that up about 10 different yeah. times before the show comes out because that's what they do I mean, it, every single logo it's still so far off that right. they're well, gonna they said, they said this at uh, the, the panel they said that you know they they don't have any footage to show because they're still a year away from filming uh, so next spring uh, spring 23 is when it seems like they're gonna start and um, they did show a clip from the uh, one of the upcoming She-Hulk episodes that has um, Charlie Cox in there as Daredevil. Mr. the Devil. Um, and it was, I think, kind of like this flirty-ish scene between him and She-Hulk, um, which we'll, we'll, have, we'll have to look forward to coming up. And it does seem like from uh, Charlie Cox's interviews... At D23, like, he will only be in one episode of She-Hulk. And previously, it seemed like we were getting the idea that he'd be in a few. Because, you know, Wong stuck around for yeah. two episodes. It seems like maybe Wong's maybe been more. Exactly from She-Hulk. I mean, yeah. But um, it seems like all the footage from those trailers that Wong, yeah. Wong's been used completely. Um, I don't know if we'll see him. But, um, anyway, let's not get too I, much into She-Hulk, because we might have a little bit to say about that later. But. I, I definitely think Mr. the Devil will show up. In more than one episode of She-Hulk. So. They've done this kind of fake-out before. Potentially. I, it, I mean, it would completely ruin the surprise if they were like, oh, he's going to be in two episodes, and they're going to be episodes six and seven, or... I don't know. It's just like, they decided that this surprise wasn't going to be a surprise for a long... Like, a long time ago. Um, well, at, at San Diego Comic-Con, when they stuck Daredevil <laughs> in the trailer for half a second, that's when they decided that the cat was out of the bag, because we all knew that it going to happen. We just didn't have confirmation. Right, but you can still be surprised by the way they execute it or how he shows up. So I think that's more of the surprise they're going for. Not, oh, he's here. But because they tried that with No Way Home and like, you know, that. Yeah, yeah, they tried that. Everybody knew. I think it still made his entrance. Yeah. I'm sick still, but um. I mean, it's one of those things where everybody anticipates it. It's like Marvel has had such a... I mean, it's. I feel like it's impossible for them to keep that many secrets at all now. Like, Way too I, many. I can't tell you the last time I've been like genuinely surprised. shocked or surprised yeah. because I'm, I read so much. It, like, I mean, this is... This is what this whole podcast this is, yeah, is about. This is a prime like, example of how many yes, eyes are that, on the Marvel that, Cinematic that, that Universe. Is, when your eyes are constantly on the MCU, you're going to um, be unsurprised by a lot of things. Um, but Born Again, I am very much looking forward to. And um, they did not have much to offer, except for that they would be shooting next year. And, you know, they got 18 episodes. And they did they did make, uh, Cox did make sure to, to uh, it, it was clear to interviewers that this is not a season four of the mm-hmm. Netflix run. This is a fresh take. But me and Nick were having this discussion the other day. It's a, it's a soft reboot. It's something to be worried about. People get so people are so quick to the trigger when they say, Oh, it's a it's a it's a new Daredevil. Well yeah, it's yes, it's a new show. They couldn't just literally say Netflix Daredevil season four. They they've done things like that, like like Disney's never like you've seen other shows get breathe new life fuller house well yeah, yeah. like that fuller kind of house stuff. but even i'm saying like 
like didn't Brooklyn Nine Nine get picked up by another? Uh, I think that got picked up by another. Uh, Fox sold it, maybe I don't know. <laughs> it, it got picked up by another network after it got canceled. I forgot where it originally was. It was on Fox first. But I don't know if that was like like that wasn't just it wasn't like Brooklyn Nine Nine born again. It was a continuation, like another season, right? Yeah. This is 100% still a continuation, but not necessarily... Like, it's going to be new stories and new adventures in the MCU setting. We've said this millions of times. It's just going to be, you know... They're going to allude to the events that happened in the first three seasons of Daredevil. Right. It's not going to be, gonna... like, a complete... Like, every character's plot line yeah. is being thread through. That character will probably be informed by the experiences that we see in seasons one through three. He's going right. to be experienced... Yeah, he is experienced, and we do know that from those clips, or the clip and that we've seen we'll She-Hulk. See, yeah. He's going to be kind of this mentor to She-Hulk, and he probably will be a mentor to Spidey in, in some At sense. At some point, yeah. But, yeah. Their paths are destined to say, across. Very safe to say, while this isn't obviously a season four of this narrative, it it's because it's now in this large MCU playground, which I talked about uh, originally. So, nothing to worry about here. Um, I think the show's in good hands. I think we'll see a lot of the original cast return. I do and, have um, one more question for you on what's Born that? Again. Story predictions. What do you think's going to happen? Just preliminarily, what okay. do you got for us? Okay, story predictions. So it's hard for me to think about where we will see Matt Murdock pick up because it, I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with him in Echo. <laughs> If he's just gonna come in and like talk to Maya, or if he's gonna like, I feel like he'll have an interaction with Fisk, or he will get very close to an interaction with Fisk, and maybe that leads in. I mean, season one of Born Again is gonna kick off. I mean, I think it's gonna be action packed right to the. I mean, right right off the bat, I I. As far as storyline goes, while it is called Born Again, I think that's really just a... It's just a meta nod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He is reborn into the MCU with the rest of these characters in this universe, in this playground. They did a lot of the... They did a lot of the Born Again uh, adaptation in season three, so I just don't think that they're gonna um, sit with a lot of that. I do think Bullseye... Is going to come back. I think Wilson Bethel's bullseye is going to okay. come back. I don't think they're done with him. I think they want to do more bullseye because Marvel Studios, I think, has a perfect um, setup for bullseye because the credit scene to Daredevil season three was mm-hmm. him getting surgery, and we see kind of the the eye thing. The yeah. yeah, the the eye. You know, it's the bull's eye. Yeah. And so here we go. All right, season four. We know that season four of Daredevil on Netflix, as planned, was gonna discuss, was gonna explore Bullseye and also Leland Owlsley's son, mm-hmm. the the owl. Yep. So I don't think that they'll do that necessarily, but I could be wrong. Um, I think that they're gonna do what Marvel Studios has done lately and just pick out of the treasure trove of of heroes and. Or villains, I do think that we're going to see some familiar faces hero-wise as well. I think that it's very likely that Frank Castle could pull up again. Um, they're going to use this as, I think, 
a major establishment and continuation to of the street level yeah. MCU. Well, to build off that, they have been uh, going pretty hard lately into picking out. I mean, God, Love and Thunder again. Love and Thunder again. I mean, picking mm-hmm. out specific comic arcs and condensing them down mm-hmm. into MCU properties. Secret Wars, one movie. Exactly. Hang down to see one movie. One movie. So what I am thinking and what I'm seeing for Daredevil is I'm see- I'm seeing Devil's Reign. I I was gonna go there as well with with the return of Kingpin. You're gonna see you know I mean they're setting up the hood. He's a big part of that storyline. The yeah, eye patch leads direct. I, I eye patch Kingpin leads directly into Devil's Reign. If I'm not mistaken, my 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 comics. Knowledge on Marvel isn't as fast as my DC like comics knowledge. I'm trying is, to gain but... more comics knowledge, but obviously but, that's not something you can rely yeah. on crazy with Marvel. But it is something to kind of base things off. It is right. things we can get ideas of, and we have been right a lot in the past with stuff like that. And Devil's Reign is really a street level like hodgepodge of characters. I yeah. mean, you're gonna get the Punisher in that show. You're gonna get the Defenders in that show. You're gonna get Spider Man in that show. You're going to get Doctor Strange even in that show. I mean, if they were to do a true Devil's Reign adaptation, you are seeing the street-level MCU like at its finest. That is one of like the defining MCU... Well, not MCU, but Marvel Comics arcs for the street-level. And it's it's really a story that opens up the, the, the Daredevil character's possibilities. After that, he goes into Shadowland. You could get him taking over like the hand and becoming like crazy totalitarian like he does in Shadowland. There's there's all kinds of cool pot and that brings Electra back. I mean Now that's crazy because I'm gonna go back to your Doctor Strange thing. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. Not, I don't think that's gonna happen. Could. It could. Anything is possible. They got the toys I just to don't play think with Doctor Strange is gonna pull up in Daredevil. I'd be a little pissed. I'd be like, get the hell out of his show. Like, let him have his moment. Doctor Strange, you like you're on probation right now. Like, go. <laughs> Your movie sucked. Go away. Your movie was mid. No. Nick Worse also does not like Multiverse of Madness. Much, he has a much deeper disdain for it than I do. But that's a story for another day. Anyway, I, I do think that the Devil's Reign thing is very uh, interesting. Because I feel like there was something floating around the rumor mill about Kingpin potentially being beefed up to uh, run for mayor. I think that he it's going to be another Wilson Fisk tries to get uh, the public image. You know, he tries to be on the public's good side again. We did see that uh, already in in the in the Netflix show, but to a lesser extent. Yeah, it was just more I, him I, cooperating with yeah, the feds than I think 100% Wilson Fisk is going to but I mean, the reboot, the soft reboot, does provide very fertile ground for that to happen. I mean, in Hawkeye, we see him like kind of barely scraping by in terms of Kingpin. He he was in the shadows once again, yeah. which is where we saw him in season one. He was in the shadows. Yeah. He was the man behind the man behind the man. He was the man that's, behind the curtain. That's who he was in both season one of Daredevil and in Hawkeye. And that that gives fertile ground, I think, for his public image to be good enough to run for mayor. And I'm running for mayor. I'm 
I hate superheroes. People. Well, absolutely. That was tease. He said, he, yeah. I need I need the people to know that this city belongs to me. And that's the same Kingpin yeah. from the show. I mean, that's... They're there. That It's... It's the same. It's the same characters. We're just going to see them to a, a much higher level in terms of scale, scope, and scale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing Daredevil in a very CGI rich show because most I, of that I was wonder how they'll stunt work. I think they're going to lean heavy, heavy into the stunt work like they did. I, I hope they do. I hope they do fight choreography. I hope they. Keep they have it. to. They know they have big shoes. To yeah. Fill. That, I mean, there's no reason to CGI a Daredevil show. Most of the characters are humans. They're normal humans. Like, Well, I think he's already... It's funny because the first glimpse we got of him um, in Born Again was like he does his little flip over the car into the frame, and I'm like, well, yeah, that was definitely CGI. But yeah, but, you know, stuff like that. That's what they're yeah. going to do. They're going to do CGI-infused fight scenes and stuff like that. But um, they don't have a... Huge reason to overutilize CGI. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, I do think that Devil's Reign is something to look forward to. To look, to I look love that story. I, I hope they adapt it. I need to read it. I need to look into it. And and like you said, Electra could very much come back. Some people are talking about uh, the rumor that Aza Gonzalez would come back or would would come to play uh, MCU Electra instead of Elodie Young. I also doubt that if Electra does come back which she did as of right now but um I but that that, that Shadowland he, he resurrects her that's the whole point well yeah she'll come back um it, it, I'm saying if she does come back if they want to utilize her again which I could very much see Feige wanting Electra in the MCU yeah. um I think Elodie Young will for sure come back and play um just like Kristen Ritter's going to come back and play Jessica Jones. Mike Coulter, I think, will come back and play Luke Cage. I don't have any doubt there. Um, Danny Rand, Iron Fist, Finn Jones is really the only doubt. Maybe they won't even I do Danny Rand. I surely hope he gets recast. <laughs> I, I surely hope Iron Fist is recast. Due to my continuity freakishness, I don't think, I don't think they're going to pick and choose. I've seen people talk about this in different areas. They're not just going to pick and choose. Claire Temple actually... Rosario Dawson the other day was talking about Claire Temple and what that was going to look like if she was going to come back and it's like okay she's right next to she's right there with you know she's playing Ahsoka yeah all they need to do is Disney's already got her on contract yeah come here come come pop out in this yeah she's willing to so you would not utilize her I mean yeah I I I think Nightmare's 100% could come back um but that's also something that's like we might not. I doubt that we would see every returning cast member of Daredevil for season one. I think we'd for sure see Karen and Foggy. I don't know who we'd really see past that because I do think they're going to have some new characters. Obviously, well they they have to push and some MCU infused yeah. existing characters to ground him into this existing narrative. I mean, Spider Man's an obvious pick for that. She Hulk. I just don't know if extent. they can. They, they couldn't use Spider Man on She Hulk. Oh no, not not in She-Hulk. No, but no, no, you no. can't use Spider-Man and Daredevil then if you couldn't use Spider-Man mm. and She-Hulk. 
Unless I guess he that determines deal. when he the... did show up in Spider-Man, though. So you yeah. have to talk to Sony, but I just don't see him popping up on a Disney Plus original show. It really, Besides, you know, what's animated. There's right, still, seem to be different. yeah, there's still a year. I mean, there's still a year where a lot of different deals could be struck. Yeah. And it took a long time for them to even get the rights to use yeah. them after Netflix. That would be a a logical kind of waypoint between, you know, Spider Man's next movie, his next movie outing, and Perhaps. No Way Home. I mean, and I did. I don't know if I ever mentioned this, but I oh I put this on Twitter like a few months ago. But the I I put uh, like some frames of when, uh, like, Murdoch and Parker. I think Murdoch kind of figured out who Peter Parker was, or the other way Vice around. Vice versa, and that's cool because, given the in the context of No Way Home, Peter's secret identity is once again restored. Um, but I think Murdoch could very easily figure that out, and I think that's something we'll see. Yeah. I think we'll see. I mean, I Feige said himself that the. The leaders of street level MCU are going forward are Daredevil and Spider Man, which yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see them on screen together again. Um, there's there wouldn't have been, I mean, I think that had they not anticipated Daredevil to team up in the future, suited up with Spidey, they wouldn't have put he Peter wouldn't have Parker been in no way Matt home. Murdock on screen yeah. together. They're they're obviously building that little connection for later on, and that's. It makes too much sense. It's another one like putting She-Hulk, putting Daredevil and She-Hulk. Yeah, I mean, right. it just two makes lawyers. it makes too much sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two two crime fight street level crime fighters in New York City. Yeah. yeah. They'll meet. They'll meet. I, I don't have any doubts. Yeah. Anything? Anything else pressing your mind about Born Again? I'm out of Daredevil talk, yeah. which is weird. That's okay. Yeah, I don't want to keep talking about it because I, this would be the rest of the podcast. And we do have a very busy week, and we're we're yeah. approaching now one of the biggest stories, one of the biggest developments of uh, oh, the man. one of the most surprising pieces of news. I was you guys are still in for a ride. Oh, yeah. We have so much more to get to. Oh yeah, so I'm gonna get to Captain America after Secret Invasion, but I think right now is a good time to pinpoint the probably the biggest trailer takeaway mm-hmm. from yes, yes, yes. Uh, D23 I was at the Hawkeye Iowa Hawkeyes football game when that trailer came out and my friends were like stop you gotta stop like get off Twitter like I was told multiple times to get off Twitter you couldn't. No, I was like Secret Invasion trailer Wolf by Night like no I'm sorry I'm watching this right now Can't, couldn't react I just had to press on it but but I am very excited for Secret Invasion after seeing that new trailer. As am I. What do you think about that trailer? I think that the trailer looks phenomenal. I think that I'm going to love the spy thriller direction. Espionage thriller, baby. I love Sam Jackson. I love the character of Nick Fury. He looks awesome with the beard. This is the best he's looked... So sick. Ever. Such a good look. Ever since they... Posted that little picture reveal during Disney. This yeah. might have been Disney Investor Day, like a year ago, when they when they showed that little picture of Fury or the little clip, and he's got his big long gray beard, no eye patch. He looks because so that was one of the looks so coolest little bits of yeah. um, Winter Soldier. Was he flips the eye patch up and he's like, "You've got to have both eyes open." 
And I'm like, oh, so cool. He, he, he is truly the grandfather of the MCU. Sam Jackson. Unparalleled, unparalleled performance as Nick Fury. He's been killing it in every role. He was like one of the one of the redeeming factors of Captain Marvel right. for me. And seeing the buddy comedy was so good with him, and he's been so noticeably absent after Far yeah, From Home. He's been busy, and this is finally what we get. He finally gets his own show. Well, this is this is the really the first Nick Fury centered narrative. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be so cool. Oh. I love I love the spy thriller aspect. I think that's going to be so cool, blended with the with this with the sci fi-ness of the MCU with the scrolls. I mean, that's like a perfect backdrop for like a you can't trust anybody. Kind oh of story. yeah, that's well, it's it's the very essence of don't trust anyone. Yeah. And I I thought that's where they were going with the whole last time. You know, last time I trusted someone, I lost, lost an it. Eye. Um, I'm not going to talk about that very much because I'm still really pissed yeah. off about no, that. that was but dumb. that is one of the things about the MCU I will get really angry yeah. about. But I'm very excited to see him looking badass as ever in what looks to be a very Winter Soldier-esque project and I love that because... I, I hope to see as grounded of a narrative as we can when mm. you're dealing with shape-shifting aliens. Yeah, it's, it's a paranoia thriller. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's it, among us. Yeah, there seems to be MCU a edition. Among us. So uh, there's uh, there's just so much to look forward to with this. We we know that Ben Mendelsohn's Talos is coming back, and we know that Don Cheadle is coming back. Obviously, we talked about be that there. a little bit earlier. Um, Olivia Coleman is rumored to be playing potentially a. Like a, a legacy version of Union Jack, mm-hmm. or maybe she was like an uh, you know she's we'll get a British super spy. Yeah, so she's she might be like the British equivalent to Nick Fury in a sense, mm-hmm. but um, lots of espionage type stuff, you know, intelligence, it, it, you know, all, all that fun stuff. It, the, the trailer looks that, yeah, that's really uh, all I can. I mean, Secret Invasion. I don't have much to say right now other than that. Like I'm. It's one of the MCU projects I'm super hyped for. But oh, Maria Hill's coming back, obviously. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the real Maria Hill, but last time we saw them, they were both scrolls. We know we knew where, we knew where the real Nick Fury was, but we didn't know it was never touched upon where actual Maria Hill was. Right, and I think it'll be really interesting to see him get back from that sword base. That they yeah, had, it's, it's supposed to be called the saber, right? Or yeah, the saber base. That well, yeah, they had. well, yeah. I'm just saying. I think yeah. that's might be the name they're going yeah. for. But yeah, but it, it, it's just probably a sword base or something among yeah. along those lines. But yeah, I really, it's it's just going to be the whole don't trust anyone thing. I am wondering who else from the MCU might pop in. It seems a lot more contained, obviously, than. I don't think this one's going to be a cameo fest unless no. they are a scroll or yeah. they have been they've been simmed by a scroll for yeah. a while i think we're gonna see it like like dod season it we yeah. saw some shots i think that that guy uh the dodc the miss marvel yeah, and Marvel no way home guy could very much be a scroll yeah i wouldn't be surprised if he popped up jeel because they've been doing some dodc stuff too so, Department of Damage Control has been built up a lot, and I feel like that's going to be a big, like, internal, 
you know, well, infiltration type. I thing. mean, every branch of government has been infiltrated by scrolls, apparently. So, yeah, and it's been—it's one of those. Who like, knows how high up it goes? It seems so believable too, which is something that you don't always find with it, MCU it's, projects. It's like—it's so odd that they chose the one about shape-shifting aliens to be the grounded spy thriller. But it's God, it looks good. Yeah, I mean. Winter Soldier vibes, and I didn't even get those. Like, I, I sort of got those from Falcon and Winter Soldier, but not... not, not no, not, not to the same degree. No. And so I'm just looking forward to that. I guy. hope it's gritty. I hope yeah. it's it's grounded, and I hope it really focuses on the Nick Fury character, because I can't get enough of him. Yeah. I hope they don't... Oh, well, actually, I don't think this is his final act. I mean... I surely hope not. Well, I'm saying, like, th- I don't think this is something we have to worry about him dying in, because yeah. he's already been cut, fake out... Die- Jeez. He's already been fake out, killed before in Winter Soldier. Can't kill and, that guy. Um, that only lasted about 30 minutes. So, and I, and I think he's going to, sh- I thought he's going to show up in the Marvels. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's going to I mean, to he has Captain Marvel connections, so. I, I thought I heard that he was going to yeah. pull up again, but. Um, that could be, I mean, that'd probably bridge the gap, like how he got back from the Saber base. And... Yeah, well, there's going to be a lot to explain. Yeah. It's been very up in the air what he's been up to, so we'll finally get those answers. And this whole, you yes. know, maybe we'll yes, get yes, uh, yes. flashbacks, Young Fury again, because, like, they're talking about things that have been 15 years in the yeah. But also, in the MCU, 15 years time is around the time of, like, 2010. Yeah. So, who's to say? There's a little... There's a little gnat. Yeah, there's a little gnat flying in my mic box here. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm excited. It's my. I think it's my most anticipated project that they really previewed in depth. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I, I would say um, this is probably a good segue to get to another very anticipated project. Um, also announced at Sandy... D23 was you'll get it one day Captain America New World Order got uh, a bit of an update we have obviously Anthony Mackie donning the Stars and Stripes but wonderful a surprising villain and in, in, in like I said probably my biggest takeaway from oh you've been so D23. excited about this one. Oh yeah Tim Blake Nelson returns for the first time since 2008, Incredible Hulk to to play the leader, Samuel Stearns, and he's finally going to be the leader. He's going to be the main villain. He's going to lead us into a new world order. <laughs> somebody commented on on somebody's Instagram post about like the news about this, and I, they're just being such a tool about it. But yes, we will see him leading New World Order. But 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 when the director was talking about his role in it, without really getting very much into it, it was just the fact of. The leader, it, well, it, they will be exploring his intelligence and how that is a threat. And I, I, this was what it was supposed to be described as a paranoia. So, thriller. here's my question: One, do you think that he will be the main villain of New World Order? That's how they're or advertising. Two, do you think that aim? Would come in somewhere around here. Aim? Yes. Well, you have to remember, Aim's already been around in the MCU. <sighs> right. With Aldrich Killian. They but, can very much pick it up as like all the... I, I feel like Aim isn't the like the, isn't the malevolent thing that it is in the comics. 
Well, no. And, not, like... Not yet, at least. And AIM has gotten to the point where it has been, like, a new corporate world order. Yeah. Where it controls the policies well, of nations and... Well, we know Modoc's coming. Yeah. But that's a whole other branch with the with the Ant Man Kang thing. It does seem though like Modoc will be set up for other appearances post Quantumania. Yeah. Um but I I don't know if they'll go into AIM I mean the leader, I I really don't know too much about it, but I am very, very happy that Tim Blake Nelson's finally being plucked out of return because that was that's been one of the longest continuity loose, loose will continuity. Even, well, yeah, I mean, not even that it was con- a continuity error because it was never like, but yeah. it was one of those forgotten things put on the shelf since the formation of the MCU, and so that's why I'm so excited for this. Is that, um. We finally get to see him, and I've been wanting to see this for a while. I just want to see what he looks like, because it's going to be another one of those things where it's like, are they going to uncanny valley She-Hulk yeah. him? Is it going to be an animated face, or is it going to be like a a big old CGI Megamind head? Like, I'm excited to see that because the last very last shot we saw of Samuel Stearns, the gamma's dripping, dripping into the face. gash in his head, and he's it's expanding. He's like. He does I, I love Tim Blake Nelson. He's such a goober of a character in some of his portrayals like I don't know why but his most prominent ones I know it's like oh brother where are thou and he's done like countless other things he's I love him as an actor but I've known him from Incredible Hulk just because of the the prominence of the MCU in my life but like also <laughs> Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed Dr. Jonathan <laughs> Jacobo the, the pterodactyl, pterodactyl ghost <laughs> that's exactly how I remember him and um, it was just like a very I, kooky. Or, so I'm, do you think he'll be able to put together a menacing performance? Well, as that's what I'm wondering. Leader? Like he was very like laughable to me. Like in the Incredible Hulk, he was kind of like so not. He wasn't like overly funny, but just the nature of his character was like obsessed. Like <laughs> he's like the classic the nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was like, oh my god, like this is so cool. Yeah. And then like, you know. Betty Ross is like, you got us, like, you're gonna kill Banner, and he's like, whoa, and he's like obsessed with yeah. it. So I'm wondering if it's gonna be one of those over obsessive, like, mad scientist type things, or I don't really know the personality of the leader in the comics. I I'm not too I'm, familiar with the leader. I also don't think he's a Captain America no, villain. He's not at all. Normally, I don't think so. He's a Hulk villain. I, yeah, I I can't think of a, a, a comic interaction between the two. I'm sure there is. I'm sure yeah, some I, of you out I there don't know them. But I, I I I don't know if he'll be the main villain. I don't know I, if he'll put together a menacing performance. And what has he been doing for the last 20 years of in-universe time? Well, that's the great thing is that it makes sense that he's had this much time to develop into some complete other... You know, right. he's had... Like I said, like fifteen plus years now. I want to. I want to know what Banner thinks of this. I want to know. You know. I hope he's not a one-off villain because the leader is a very important MC, yeah. Marvel Comics villain. Um, but I'm just so excited because I was thinking for a long time. Okay, Captain America: New World Order. How is this movie going to make a statement? How is it going to set itself apart as 
not only a, a Captain America movie that can stand the test of time, but a new a new reinvention, uh, something that can carry its weight, right? Something that has sequel potential and all that. Yeah, and Sam Sam needs his own unique stories. Mm. He and I think that they're definitely going in the right direction with that because I love I love Sam picking up the shield. I love him oh, taking yeah. up the shield. He's going to be an amazing Captain America. I mean, Anthony Mackie's awesome. What more can you really ask for on that? Front? No, yeah, I love Mackie. Um, I mean, I really liked him in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I just think I want to see more out of him. I, I want to see more of see him more. as Cap. I, I want to. I want him to like really surprise me. I mean, I love him as a character. He's been in the MCU for. By the time his movie comes out, it will have been around ten years. That, right, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, been the he's another legacy grandfather. To, well, I wouldn't put him as grandfather, but he's been around for a hell of a time. He he was in Age of Ultron. I mean, I mean. yeah, he was. Well, well no, I'm saying I, yeah. I'm saying like, you know, he was introduced in Winter Soldier yeah. early enough that the fact that he was he was he just pulled up in Age of Ultron. I just I always forget about that because he didn't have. He he didn't. It's not like he suited up as the Falcon yeah. until the very last scene of the movie where he was introduced as one of the new Avengers. But it's not till now that we see him in a leadership position in the Avengers as Cap. He's always just been Falcon, but yeah, he's an Avenger. But I'm I'm just excited to see like. I'm glad that he's coming to his own. I, I I love the arc of him picking up the shield. I I absolutely adore that. They did it so well. In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right. that was the strongest part of the show for me. Like I, I, was I think... him versus like the public eye. You mean, or yeah. the, the personal, or just his his personal on? journey to pick up the shield and like reinvent what it means to be Captain America. And I think honestly, that is more compelling, more compelling than maybe even Steve Rogers. Wow. Captain America. Okay. I, I really do. It's well. The thing is that you know it's very modernized. Steve Rogers' story is now iconic. It, you know, the man out of time, and now we get to see well what happens when he's what happens when he's gone, and he gives you the shield, and you've got to call the shots. It's, 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 it's like I, I don't want to say coming of age because it's not like he's a teen, but yeah. like he is. This will be him becoming in the middle. becoming the symbol that people. Need him right. to be. It makes a lot of sense that um, the fa- where the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stood now, it because now we can we can pick up in the movie. He will have already been Cap. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, I I'm just looking forward to seeing what they do. And the fact that the leader, a veteran villain or a veteran, not even a veteran villain, his first outing as a villain, but yeah. a veteran MCU character. Although he although he was in one movie for only so long yeah. he's been around i i definitely think they they're going in the right direction especially if it is sam versus the system i the new world order title to me implies it's sam versus the system and i think that that is like the strongest evolution of the captain america character is not like he's not about oh the flag the red white and blue he's about and he's about you know the eternal values of freedom yeah. and prosperity for everyone. The things Absolutely. that he America's supposed to stand for. 
Absolutely. And I think that that would be such a great place because they kind of dabbled in it with like the little nomad look that Steve had mm-hmm. going on in Infinity War. But I, I hope they go full on into that in New World Order. And all I think new, that's all different. I think that's one hundred percent the right direction to go. Oh yeah, I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Needless to say, Sam, you know, fully suited, going up against the man. I'm just excited to see the leader too. I'm super pumped. You got anything else about New World Order? I think that's it. Cool. I think that's cool. it. I think it is time to discuss the elephant in the room. Besides the other uh, very exciting pieces of news we've had, Thunderbolts was officially announced at San Diego Comic Con, but we've always kind of had an idea of that for a little while now it's been heavily rumored since thunderbolts has been thrown around though william hurt is now uh he, he passed on and so you know thunderbolts being in the essence of you know thunderbolt ross mm-hmm. red hulk who's going to be on the team who's the obviously the mcu has has done their different iterations and different versions of um, prominent comic book teams but who's going to join? Uh, the big standouts that people would, would have assumed with, with Abomination coming back the first time um, in Shang-Chi uh, since Yelena. Incredible Hulk and then, he, and then Abomination returns once... What did I say Shang-Chi? Yeah, and then yeah. She-Hulk. Uh, he pops... He's, he's currently still in. We have yet to... We have more to see of him. Um... That was it, it was pretty much assumed that he was going to pop up. And then Zemo coming back in Falcon and the Soldier, it was starting to make sense. These characters are reappearing. You got Yelena. You know, you, by the end of Falcon, we have um, Zemo cooped up in the raft, almost waiting for, you know, waiting to be broken out, something like that. But we get the picture reveal we get the cast reveal at D23 and we have disappointing Yelena Belova Red Guardian Taskmaster so three characters from Black Widow way too heavy and then we have Bucky Barnes which is a very surprising addition from um you know, for the Thunderbolts team, I don't know. I'm not a big Thunderbolts expert, but I didn't think that Bucky was a very integral part. But I could be wrong. But we also have uh, who else am I missing here? Uh, Ghost. Ghost. That's who else we we're looking at. Yeah. So we had Ghost, Red Guardian, Yelena, Bucky, Tasman. John Walker, John Andrew Walker, Walker and so we have half of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, half of Black Widow, and then Ghost. Ghost was also a pretty predictable one. We thought Ghost was going to pop up, which is cool. Ghost she, is good. I would like to see Ghost get some more development. You just want to go through them one at a time and see what we, what we like and what we don't like about them. Absolutely. It. So let's start with Yelena Belova. Okay. That was a pretty clear one. Makes sense. She's, she will, she, she's next in line for Black Widow, obviously, right. for Scarlett Johansson's, uh, you know, in her footsteps, you know, Florence Pugh mm-hmm. is one of the most I mean, uh, talented, like, up, not up and coming. She's most prominent actors that are. She's one of the biggest MCU actors, actors like, yeah. hot, like hottest on the block MCU actors right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's popping up and everything. So, 
I I was not surprised at all to see that. I'm, I'm looking forward to her. My Thunderbolts is supposed to be very villainous, and the Elena they have set up in the MCU is, I mean, less so in Hawkeye because she was very motivated by revenge. Right. But she's a very heroic character. Yeah. Her actions in Black Widow were very heroic in general. And really, the I brunt of the brutal work she did was because she was it was you know yeah it was the toxic red black widow pixie dust yeah but but I mean I guess I could see her becoming like a I I guess was it Sen Hawkeye that she's like a contract killer now or like a a mercenary of some kind well Val comes in at the end of in uh, Black Widow and she tells him to go after Clint yeah that always messed with me a little bit because well she would know about how much Clint meant to Widow if but whatever. Um, I, I mean, it, I I just don't see her as a villainous character. I mean, maybe they're gonna go in the direction that isn't villainous. It's just gray area characters. Well, that seems to be what it is in the sense that Val's picking. It's like none of these villains like like it seems like this is shaping up to be the MCU's version of the Suicide Squad. But up until we saw this lineup, there really is a lack of villainy in this team. John so, Walker is really the only one I can think of that's like a true, true villain. But at the end, he had a bit of a turnaround still. Not completely, but he realized that he had to, like, yeah. he realized that like, he, after he remade his own shield and went after it, and he was kind of like, oh man. I mean, there's a difference between realizing you messed up and acting upon, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. I'm excited to see John Walker. I thought he was really good in Falcon and the Winter. I thought that was also one of the strong points was that he was just like so like Wyatt Russell was yeah. so easy to hate. Yeah. No, they, At, they like, made him very, very... You know it's a damn good actor if you just love to hate him as a character, but then it's like you could see the anguish. The, the way they started him off being like maybe kind of like oh maybe he's not like a horrible guy at mm. first was was good and then they slowly were like yeah no this guy's the worst which yeah. is really great and the way that i i mean portraying him as like the bad nationalistic side of like captain america mm. and then sam gets to be i i mean I, that's falcon and the winter soldier talk but i love that juxtaposition in those two characters Absolutely. Um, but do you want to move on to him next? Just kind of add like as his, uh, no keep keep with John Walker. I mean, do you oh, have any oh. more thoughts about him? I don't really have anything else to add about John Walker other than that. Yeah, I'm excited. For I him. mean, I think he's like he made sense. Besides to show. him and he was yeah, show him, and Elena, and Ghost, I think are the top three, and he seems the most like genuinely villainous or like willing to go to the the, the worst lengths mm-hmm. out of everyone on the team and i think that'll be interesting the common theme here seems to be like the most of this team's had experience being like contract killers i think the ghost yeah, was a contract yeah. killer they were all or a lot of them were also tools or weapons used by other people oh yeah that's exactly it yeah. they're going to play a lot and they're that. still going to be tools Bucky. and weapons used by other people john walker not really Which, was a kind of yeah player. he i mean he was he was a, he was a attack dog for the us government i mean well yeah yeah but he was yeah he wanted to be that but then he realized it was a kind of a false 
like he was going at Captain America with the wrong approach, yeah. maybe. But he thought he was. Yeah. He thought his heart was in the right place. Now that I say that, though, like I guess that makes sense. That these are all people that have mm-hmm. been. I mean, Red Guardian was a, a tool for the Soviet Union. Yeah. Yelena was a tool for the Widows. Ghost was a tool for Shield. I mean, Shield used her to murder people. Bucky was a tool for Hydra. Like they, they they're, they're all to, they're, they're all, all manipulated. Been muscles yeah. for other organizations, and the fact that Val, I don't know what who Val Val represents or works for. Maybe it's just maybe for once it's like maybe that's the whole thing. As yeah. I, I bet, like the first trailer comes out, and it's like I mean, Val is like tool, the Amanda I mean? Waller of yeah. So once again, getting to this equivalent of the MCU's Suicide Squad. You get that aspect of they've all been used or mistreated or whatever, but it's the whole thing of you got a lot of like morally great people to to do. So we don't even know what it's going to be. Yet. May, we don't know yeah. who the villain's going to be, which is interesting because I was going to talk about the leader and just like I thought that the leader was sort of uh, thrown around by a lot of fans. Speculated to be maybe they'll pull him out for that, but obviously. New World Order yeah. is taking that, but um, I, I, yeah. So I just don't know who they'll be, what they'll be doing, who they'll be going up against. But obviously, it's going to be the whole. It seems like the whole kind of Suicide Squad situation where Val is the Amanda Waller, and she's yeah. bringing this kind of ragtag. team. What do you think? Will Yelena be the leader of the team? That's what I'm kind of leaning towards. That's what I'm saying. Like Bucky has the most. Bucky's a straight up hero. I mean, if yeah. we want to move he's on, he's made the full. He is literally an Avenger. Like Bucky is a straight up hero at this point in his arc. Like he he's fought to safe bring... to say he's pretty much one of the grandfathers. Like he gave his life to bring back half. Well, he didn't give his. He's not dead, but like in Infinity War, he died defending half of the life mm. in the universe. Like he is a straight up hero. I don't know what he's doing on this team. Yeah, but you know it. it it, it is going to be easy for him to relate to him, and maybe he's going to be that voice of reason that brings him together. It's like, hey, we can't be. I've been there. I've, yeah. I've, I've, I know what you've been through. I'm just this interested to see how Val comes up. And it's like, oh my god, he and John Walker are going to butt heads again. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see that. That'll be interesting. It's going to be a continuation of that beef. I want to kind of rewatch Falcon. Obviously, I'm going to need to rewatch that before yeah. Thunderbolts, before Cap America. Yeah, I just I'm excited to see that dynamic again, and the whole you know we're gonna have like in terms of getting like camaraderie and stuff. The Black Widow crew is all gonna be yeah you know familiar I, with one another. So- Speaking of the Black Widow crew, what do you think about seeing Red Guardian again? Because I think he was the most like out of left field pick for this team out of all. I mean, they already have two, three super soldiers on the team, right? Yeah, I mean, Taskmaster is going to be interesting. I guess Taskmaster. They all know. I mean, the like you know, Yelena and Red Guardian are going to have the understanding about Taskmaster, which I I could talk about Taskmaster on in its own respect, but like. It's interesting. It was very interesting to see Red Guardian hop on the lineup because he seemed like a one-off comic relief character. to yeah, me. Yeah, but but I I also wanted to. See, I love David Harbor. Yeah, I love Stranger Things. I love Jim Hopper. 
Um, I mean, maybe maybe it does need some comic relief, and that's where he'll come in. He will continue to be the yeah. com- he'll be the comic relief of the team. If you look around, who else is going to be the comic relief, right? Yeah. But he's going to be great. I think that um, I I am very surprised to see him, but it yeah. makes sense because the MCU makes continues to make a lot of changes to lineups of of comic book teams with what they are currently working with. And like I mean Red like David Harbour is such a big name actor as well that it's like, well maybe I'm not as in your necessarily support. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like, oh, he's not doing anything, let's throw oh. him in. Bucky's not doing anything at their Falcon, throw him in. Elena, she's going to cement herself as an Avenger in the yeah. future. But the rest of them, you know, the Ghost has had nothing to do since yeah, Ghost would no, have, no sense of direction after Ghost would have been a one-off Ant-Man. villain, and I'm really glad that Ghost is going to get some more development. I I really thought her character was very compelling in Ant Man, and I, I I think it'll be cool to kind of see where her arc goes with like you know does she end up getting treatment? Is she able yeah. to control her powers? Like and I wonder if Terrence Fishburne or oh my god Lawrence Fishburne Lawrence Fishburne. I don't know why I messed that up. I love Lawrence Fishburne. I wonder if he's going to pull up and be like. You can't do I, this. I just wonder what they've been doing. Or maybe that's part of the deal that they struck to do the treatment was Val was like, hey, come do things for me. I'll get you treatment. Oh, yeah. Now, I do think, though, to round out the Black Widow characters, I think the character with the most room for growth is most definitely Taskmaster. I feel like Taskmaster was so underutilized in Black Widow. Yeah. I would really like to see not the robot Taskmaster, basically, that we got in Black Widow. Yeah. Did she say a word of that? I, I can't recall I one. mean, it makes sense. Like, she was just... I mean, she was Dreykov's daughter. She yeah. was under this... But there was no reason to throw away a, a villain as cool and as deep in the Marvel lore as Taskmaster is... To being like Dracoff's daughter. To being just no dialogue robot. Like, I I have... that. That is my only... I think the character is underutilized. That's my only problem with the character. Yeah. I wish they would have given Taskmaster more to do in that movie. And I hope Thunderbolts gives them the opportunity to develop that it character. Did, I really, really do. It did confirm that her actress is returning, so... Yeah. I'm just very interested to see that. She does have the most room for yeah. growth. You're right. We've seen more of every other character. We've seen so much of Bucky. Makes you wonder if he's going to sit back, but also most likely he will be one of those leaders. We haven't seen much of Ghost, even though she was the villain, uh, quote-unquote villain yeah. of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But besides Taskmaster... Who obviously has the most most room? I think Ghost does as well. But yeah, that lot to explore with with her. Um, I I even if they make you know smug, I'm better than you, like you know like Masters is in the comics. Like I even that would Tony be Masters preferable here. to. I mean, he's very smug. He's very like I'm better than you. I know I know everything about you. I know you better than you. Like that kind of thing. Okay. But, like, even if they did that, that would be preferable to 
you know. <laughs> yeah, just stand stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that that's... It's going to be interesting to see. I... I don't really have much else to say about Taskmaster just because the, there's the, not the too much to it. say. Yeah. It, it's simply, oh, I hope, I hope, I hope we get a compelling storyline for her. I hope we end up rooting for her by the she, end of this. She deserves her due. Yeah, I th- absolutely. I definitely think she could also end up being one of the most sympathetic characters on the team. Yeah, is it gonna like you know we've seen Suicide Squad. There's standouts of the team. There's one. There's ones they rely heavily on for. You know, emotional beats and stuff like that. But it's just, it's just a matter of seeing how it pans out. But I, I, I think it'd be silly to assume that this is. The only iteration of the team we'll see. Oh, I, even though Zemo and an Abomination weren't on that lineup, that's what was very surprising to me. Is like it just seemed like they were very they obvious, were destined to be there, and they it were very obvious choices. I mean, Zemo is all—he's an awesome villain in the MCU. I mean, that'd be so so amazing. yeah. I mean, I sure it would add more Falcon and Winter Soldier connections, and well. I guess also Civil but War. But he made the War. most sense to show up as a Thunderbolt. And he is he would be the most villainous person yeah. on that entire team he, besides he'd be Abomination. The unpredictable, like it'd give more of those Suicide yeah. Squad vibes. Once again, not that I'm trying to say that, but I do think it'd be important. It's important to set up the whole ragtag team of can you trust everybody on yeah. the team? And Abomination he, would have been another great wild card, an actual villainous character. Yes, unless, another except one. for She Hulk, which makes him. Okay, but but I do think that he's kind of calling as well. We talked about this last week. I think he's bluffing. We thought he was bluffing. A lot of people think he's bluffing. I really hope he's bluffing. He has so much more room. He's going to continue to come back in more stuff than She-Hulk. Maybe Zemo is their surprise wildcard cameo. Maybe Abomination will be like a surprise wildcard cameo. I Zemo's not the villain or Abomination's a second time villain. I don't think Abomination is a second time villain, but like... I just that that team I don't think is geared to fight a superpowered threat. I mean they they have essentially four super soldiers, Black Widow, and that Ghost Ghost is like the only like meta human that's not a super yeah, soldier. Yeah, I really team. wonder how they're going to utilize her powers and how she's been handling that. Like I said, I, I don't. But I, I think they're definitely equipped to take on a more, like, human-based mm-hmm. threat. They can't, like, go toe-to-toe with, you know, a magic-wielding entity or yeah. something. This will be, I think, another very... Because, you know, none of these these are all very practical yeah. characters. They are all they all have very practical, real-world ties. No magic, yeah. no nothing. So... I'm excited. Uh, I mean, like, I, I'm I'm a little confused me too. more than anything. I don't know if disappointed is the right word for me. I know a lot I, of people are disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in the lineup. I it, it sucks a little not to see Abomination and Zemo. I was really looking forward to seeing. I would probably substitute Red Guardian, and as much as it pains me to say Bucky, for Abomination and Zemo. Bucky just does not fit on this team. I just think that they have entirely more room. Like, 
like the Suicide Squad was yeah. much bigger, and it was one of those things where you just didn't know who was going to get picked off and yeah. killed. But I don't think that I think that's the one thing at the MCU. They're not going to kill anybody. I could very much see everybody surviving. They're the n- they're not going to kill anybody. Everybody. You heard air from the first. <laughs> folks. They're not going to kill anybody. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's gonna. I really don't think that's gonna happen. It's very doubtful. But I do think there are more characters on the team than we see so far. I, I want to be. I want. To I be hope right so. About that. I hope so. I hope that that lineup that was at D twenty three is not the only one. But Val, Val definitely is gonna be cool to see again. Mm-hmm. I love, I love Julia Louis Dreyfus. Uh, I'm excited for it. her and her friends. Her and all of her friends. I don't know. We have a lot to look forward to. She was in Friends, right? No. Oh, is that what you were What sitcom was she in? She's another Seinfeld. 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 I don't like either of those shows. I I am a famous Seinfeld hater. He likes to be different and hate Seinfeld. I am a famous Seinfeld hater. I don't really know. And he also, he told me this the other day that he hates it, but then he said he hasn't watched it. You haven't watched it and you're... I watch clips of it. Seinfeld. It's so funny. Oh my it's god. Unfunny. Oh my god. It's so unfunny. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you right now. Like that, it's like you just want to sound more. It's like you just want to sound different. I do. I can't believe. It. Oh my god. Oh my. Okay. Okay. We have to. Go I to live the next for season. this. We have to go to the next. Season. Yeah. He know. He knows the the reactions he gets out of people. That's why he likes to talk about this. So. Yeah, you can be happy. I can. Uh, you you got your screen time now. The internet knows you hate Seinfeld. Congrats. That's true. Congrats. Everybody disagrees. Jerry Seinfeld is coming after you. Leave a comment if you hate Seinfeld too. I want to get some comments on this show, so don't <laughs> don't completely follow that. You can comment about other things. Just tell him tell him how how objectively wrong he is in the great grand scheme of things grand calculus of the multiverse so that's really the big things to get off our chest from d23 i do think um we we've touched upon the all the major things of d23 is there anything else sticking out to you that you really want to to highlight nothing d23 wise um the only other thing i can think of i mean do we do we want to give our little impressions of you know our our extended footage of Spider-Man. Yes. This is the next thing I was going to get into. We uh, talked about in the last episode the what the extended cut of Spider-Man No Way Home would include. The more fun stuff version is what they is what they officially called it. But it starred. Um, it 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 was marketed this time around with. All three Spideys and Matt Murdock and all that. Um, it had 11 minutes of footage. So Nick and I caught a showing of it the other day. We really want to see it because evidently that's the only way you're going to be able to see that cut. And it'll never be released or on, you know, on DVD or I whatever. Mean, it, it will be. So we're, yeah, probably. Yeah. But, or you could see like crappy YouTube recording of it. Right. But... What did you think? First impressions of the the more fun stuff cut? Did it live up to the expectations? What were you What were you looking for? I'm I'm happy to get any more footage of that movie. I love I love No Way Home. I can't heap enough praise onto it. I mean, sure it's inconsistent sometimes, but I love that movie. It was so good. Best Phase Four movie we've had so far. 
one of the best MCU entries we've had so far, I think, in my humble opinion. I um, So, some standouts for me. I really liked all the Midtown High news segments. I thought those were hilarious. Me as well. I, I loved, like, all the character we got in those. I loved how Brent. they were, like... Very poorly put together on purpose. Like, oh yeah, I, I, the classic I, green screen fuzz and all that. I loved Midtown the Midtown High segments. Those were like the highlight for me. Like I laughed out loud. Yeah, it was. We were the only ones we were the in only the theater. Ones. We had a private screen. So, it was awesome. So we just talked and laughed the whole time. I, 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 it genuinely drew like real belly laughs from me, and that that is that's really cool. Um, we were enjoying it. Very much Obviously, so. love the extra Murdoch. We yes, didn't get one, one extra scene of Murdoch. Too much of him. Um, I think it's safe to talk about this now that it's actually yeah. out of theaters forever. So. Yeah. So yes, more Murdoch. More Murdoch. One extra little scene. A little more bonding with Happy. I yeah. like that. Classic. It, it was a nod to uh, John Favreau playing Foggy Nelson yeah. in the original. Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil movie yeah, that was that a stinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Happy Stop Sweating, that kind of, like, like, I guess we could probably get into it a little bit since probably most of the people haven't seen it. But yeah, it was just one scene where they're, they're talking to the DODC mm-hmm. and like Happy's sweating a bunch and he can send, Murdoch can send some sweating and he's like, how do you, how do you do that? It was just it's a just, fun, it's fun little character but interactions. But it came in a lot later in the movie than I thought. It was like yeah. way into the second act, yeah. right? Because that also fills in really where Happy was that whole time. Because mm-hmm. um, that's right before he goes back to his apartment. Yeah. And he pulls up in and all the madness. The yeah. But we got a lot of extra little lines with... We had that whole extended scene with the spite, like... Uh, you know, all three of the Spideys. The big one is the Spideys hangout. Yeah. I mean that that it was so. It, I mean, I, I like watching them all interact. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? The interactions. It, was, it it just added just a li- uh, that much more heart to a mm. movie that already had so much heart and so much feeling put into it and love for like the fans and what the fans love about those characters. Yeah, they really went all in on the emotions in this one. It was just like great to relive the movie. But it made sense why a lot of the Midtown High stuff was cut. It made sense why, you know, I mean, there's only so much time you have, but like, I mean, I just think it was a good idea to utilize it. I think it was, um, I just think it was Hannah Watt. I just think it was like a fun, like exactly how it was marketed, just like more fun stuff. There's really nothing more than that. And that's not like considered an official like director's cut, extended cut, like, you know. Snyder, it wasn't. No it's just Snyder stuff cut. that got left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, it was like, here, we're going to shove a few of these things and in there. And they'd squeeze it. nine extra dollars out of me, so I'd call that a win That's for fine. them and a win for me. Yeah, I was satisfied. I thought it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Well, we had more fun at the More Fun Stuff edition. It created more fun for us, it did Absolutely. what it was advertised. Absolutely. I think the, the final thing we could maybe touch on before we part ways is. Um, we talked a little bit about She-Hulk. Uh, that was a big topic of discussion the last two times. that We kind of sidelined it this time just because... So much news. D23 came in, you know, hit the ground running. We had to sideline that. But there, since the last time we put out an episode, there have been two more. 
uh, episodes three and four. Episode three, you know, we saw a little more of Abomination, which is a lot of fun. Um, episode four, we get more Wong, and then we get uh, Madison, Madison, which I think she was really fun. Oddly, her. a standout addition. Yeah, I didn't think you were gonna like her actually. But really, like, she. I just, yeah. I, I thought that she was funny. She was, she was funny, especially because most of her scenes were like, I don't know, like her over the topness was clearly, it was just, like, it worked. It was fun. Yeah. And um, she was just likable in the sense that like, she was she was just so like, almost oblivious to the seriousness like, of yes, the situation yes. around her. Which is why it works so yeah. well and like, the dynamic that she has with Wong, like she's just she doesn't know that she's just chilling out the Sorcerer Supreme, and it's such an unlike like some of the MCU. It's an odd couple. Yes, some of the MCU's strongest strengths, like its highest highs, are the unlikely pairings. Yeah. And like even though that even if this is a one episode thing, it's been such a fan favorite. Like Twitter went crazy about it. I'll say this every time, but like literally, I. I could see them doing another Wong Madison reunion just because yeah. uh, people dug it so much. So, She Hulk is going to have a lot of those. Like th- that's what I enjoy about the show the most. Four episodes in, giving a more uh, almost halfway through the sh- through the series. Um, I will say that the biggest thing about this show is that it, you can take a second and, 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 and exist in the playground of the MCU, the world of it, and just have some fun. And there can still be action. There can still be excitement. Like it, it just can. T- you can take a little break from the stakes of the main MCU. You know that it's not gonna. Like you can. I I personally take comfort in the fact that it, you're not gonna. You're not gonna experience any world-ending events. It's in She-Hulk's essence to do this. It's a weekly thirty-minute comedy show. Like it knows what it is, and I'm. I don't have an issue with that. I definitely think that some episodes were better than others. Um, some jokes were, you know, some jokes landed, some jokes didn't. But, like, I think this show has its... It knows what it is. And I like the fun of it. I just like more MCU content. I like seeing cameos. This show knows how to get me with that. Yeah. Wong in episode four, I think, was a lot. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I think Wong in episode four was a lot better than episode three by far. But um, I just, I just love that they add more to the Wong lore. He's worked at, he worked at Target and Kamartage. Yeah, he, um, his LinkedIn. He, yeah, his LinkedIn. He watches, he watches The Sopranos. Um, he has an emotional connection to The Sopranos. I just, I'm like, God, this is fun. Like, yeah, this is fun. I was having fun. I, with it. So I will agree with you. I think episode four is the most fun I've had with She-Hulk. I think it's the strongest episode and the funniest episode. I mean, I especially like... I guess one of the things that got me, like, I like the parts that kind of ground the MCU into our own reality. Like, there's the knockoff sorcerer, um, Donnie Blaze, or whatever his name is. I thought that was actually really funny. I thought that was actually really, really funny and really well done. Um, Same with uh, Elf... Uh, shapeshifter. Oh yeah, yeah, the Asgard uh, pre- pretending to be uh, Megan Stallion, but <laughs> oh, Nick has his own thoughts on the Megan Stallion. Oh, man, we're not even gonna get into that. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want you to let your complete 
um, <laughs> anger about that out on this. It's not anger. Okay, we'll, we'll get we'll get it. Just a small sliver of the point. If that did not follow the absolute tone deafness of Thor: Love and Thunder, where it's goofy, it's so goofy. I would like She-Hulk more. I think. Okay. If the MCU wasn't headed in such a goofy direction with the last couple entries. I think I would like She-Hulk a lot more, and it would be that added levity that would be necessary. But I do agree with you, though, that I like the stakes being lower. Yeah. I mean, we need to shrink it to be below that name. MCU needs to shrink its stakes. It can't be the multiverse is in danger every time. It can't be that all of life is in danger Because then what are stakes? We talked about this the other day. It's like, what are stakes if... If nobody the world dies, is gonna end every single yeah. time, and it continues not to. Yeah, you know what I mean. But... It, it needs to shrink down, and I think She-Hulk shrinking down the stakes to just one person's life and how they live it is is a, it's a nice touch. And I think Episode Four really delivered a lot more of the humor in Episode Four, and maybe it's because I'm more used to the style now. But a mm-hmm. lot more of the humor in Episode Four landed for me. It was a lot funnier, and I, I I enjoyed it. It was a lot more fun. Yes, I, I I think I think a lot of people have slowly learned to have fun with the show. I think there's a lot of people have, who have been having fun with the show. I've been having fun with it. I'm not. I, I'm just taking it week by week. You know, like I I've enjoyed it. I've had fun with it. I I love the appearances. I love. I just love that it knows it's place in the MCU is you know it's just you know you you haven't been you haven't seen a project yet that just deals with the everyday weirdness of the MCU yeah. like imagine living in that world on a day to day basis going where to somebody your job. can pretend to be Megan Thee Stallion I mean, right like, and whatever and, and I'm not angry at that level <laughs> it just yeah. is cr- it's the most one of the most cringe inducing things I have ever seen in my entire life like I actually, I wish you all could have seen it. I curled up in the fetal <laughs> position after watching the She-Hulk twerk scene. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it, a lot of people, like, got pissed off at this for, like, very dumb reasonings and very, like... I, I don't think a care. Lot of it doesn't in... break the MCU. It just, it was yeah. cringy. Uh, yeah. It a was so people, cringy. A lot of like, oh my god. Just seeing thumbnails where it's like the MC. She Hulk twerks. It's like, oh god, like you clearly are missing the entire point of this show, though. If you think that the MCU is forever doomed because she twerked with Megan Thee Stallion, like, yeah, it was meant to be funny. It was meant to be a, like a, a funny like one off credit scene. I like cameos. I think it was funny as hell that Megan Thee Stallion could just pull up in the MCU right. and be like, yeah. And it's cool that the MCU has that kind of reach and cultural relevancy. That, yeah, you know, whatever. People like Megan Thee Stallion can appear, That's fine. In, which is really cool. But yeah, no, it was just it was so cringe inducing <laughs> that I can't get. Yeah, past Nick, it. Nick, Nick thought it was pretty cringy. It definitely, it was a lot, but it was like I didn't hate it. I, I that, that's the whole thing. What I've been saying, I've just I've been learning to have fun with the show, and like I genuinely am excited to see what's next and. It is promising. It's exciting to see Daredevil around the corner. Yes, we've seen coming back to our man, coming back to our guy. We talked about this earlier in the future appearance of Daredevil being, being, we talked about the possibilities of being one episode and all that. 
but um, we did get that mid-season trailer sneak peek, and it finally highlighted Matt Murdock in the show. And there was a line basically where it was like, Jen Walters can advocate for the law, and it was like, She-Hulk can advocate for those where the law doesn't yeah, reach. the law can't help. Or yes, something yeah, like something that. like that. But, but but that's that's the whole essence of yeah, Matt Murdock and Daredevil. That's right the Daredevil there. ethos. Yeah. So absolutely, it makes sense that he comes in and, and takes her under his wing, and I'm looking forward to that. Murdock v. Um, Walters, kind of. I, I don't even know what what why he's coming in. How are they? Why is there like? Is he going to be in California? I bet they're going to go to that legalese bar. Yeah. But I just, I want to know why he's in California if if that is the case because I don't think Jen just pops up in pops New York. Pops in New York. Yeah, yeah. but but I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see him, and um, I'm looking forward to whatever else the the rest of you. Yeah, the, the back half has in store. Yeah. So there's not much more really I I have on my mind about it. Mm-hmm. I I'm looking forward to it. I think we'll be watching it. Yes, and we'll be back here to mingle all about it and anything else. Unfortunately, now that it re- releases on Wednesdays, I mean, we, we don't get much time Thursday well, to catch. I, I guess Thursday at 2. Yeah. But like, we don't get much time to catch it Thursday. So Yeah, we usually view it a few days late now. It's become like a Friday afternoon kind of thing or you know, even Saturday or Sunday. But I don't think we watched until like Sunday this week. Yeah, no, we were Something way too like busy. That. Yeah, we were, a little, we were a little busy. It was a football weekend here, so... So, a lot of stuff going on, but um, what do you say? You got anything else? I think that's it. All right. I think we close her it. out for tonight. Uh, this might be the longest episode in Marvel Mingle history. I'm excited to edit this for a really long time. Um, I I want to continue to see this grow. Though. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please, as always, let me know. Give me any pointers, anything that's on your mind. What do you think I can do better? What do you think we can do what better? What I can do better. Yes. And what would you like to see us talk about? And remember guys... to tell us you ate Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. To tell Nick how much he is wrong for um, bashing on something he has not given a chance. That's all I'm going to get into. But but thank you for watching this, Marvel Mingle. If you made it to the end of this, then wow. that's Congratulations. That's impressive. pretty impressive. That's kind of surprising. It, it's That's a lot of me talking. So thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Let us know what you want us to talk about because we will pick up on your topics. We'd love to. We really want to know. There's always some intriguing questions that we want to bring to the table. We don't want to always roll it out as like a, here's this piece of news, here's this piece of news. We do want to do it a topic by topic thing, but we also want to start answering your questions because um, I think that's really important. So thank you. Thank you for hopping in on the Marvel Media. We Mingle appreciate this week. it. Good really to see enjoy you. Enjoy it. Just remember. It's all connected. It's all connected.